Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The Summer Down Under continues. Welcome to TC Live, leading you up to live tennis. Top of the hour from Auckland, Ben Shelton taking the court. We are just two days away from the start of the Australian Open, and the draws are out. We will break them down. Here's what else is coming up on the show. Big Ben flexing his muscle in New Zealand. The top-seeded American rolling into the semis with another impressive victory. What's next for Shelton and who he'll face in Australia? Plus, Jesse Pagula, the five-seed in Melbourne, but need another comeback to reach the final four in Adelaide. We've got all the highlights. And it's Yannick Sinner like you've never seen him before. The Italian superstar is a man of many faces, but does he have the face of a major champion? We'll discuss. Grab some treats. TC Live looking like a snack right about now. How about that? Keep it locked on Tennis Channel T2, TC Plus for the next 14 hours. Plus Ben Shelton in action. Plus Francis Tiafo and Milos Raonic, Seb Korda, Emma Navarro, Jesse Pagula, and Daria Kazakina. It is all happening tonight. With that, we welcome you into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin and Jimmy Arias. Going to be a great show. You, it, it, one of the greatest things we have in tennis happened overnight. When a Grand Slam draw comes out, look at this. Oh, wow. We got the men, we got yeah. the women. It, it is an exciting time. And, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if I'm hyperbolizing, but this is one of the best in terms of first-round matches that I've seen in any Grand Slam. I said it when I saw the draw come out yesterday. I saw some of the matchups. I was in the booth, Steve. I said, this draw is aggressive. It's doing too much. It is doing too much. All of these tough first-round matches. I mean, we love uh, to see, you know, the, those matches yeah. that are going to test good players in the early rounds. But how many do we have here? It's like 10, 12 Look, first, incredible matches. First of all, first round, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If yeah. I was playing Weissman yeah. in a major you'd, first round, be I'd favorite. be a little tight. Yeah. No, I'd be tight. <laughs> you're very nervous in the first round of a major. And now with these matchups against players that are hoping to go deep, playing each other in first rounds, that's obviously pretty tough. We call them popcorn matches. These are like beef Wellington matches. Yeah. I mean, we're going straight to the main entree. <laughs> Take a look at this. We'll start with the men. We've got Felix Ojealiasim taking on Dominic Team. That, that's, I mean, that could be later rounds of a major. Stefano Tsitsipas, former finalist uh, against another former major finalist in Matteo Berrettini. Ben Shelton taking on Roberto Bautista Good. Alex Demon are now in the top 10. Takes on another former Grand Slam finalist, Milos Raonic, Tiafo and Choric. All right, Chanda, which one are you most looking forward to? You know, I'm, I'm curious about Tsitsipas and Berrettini. Yeah. Berrettini's had some injury issues. I wonder how healthy he is. You know, can he get that form back that we saw him have when he got to the finals of a major? I'm also curious to see how Francis comes out. This mm. will be a tough match against George. You've got to break George down. You've got to work the points first round. Sometimes that plays you into a better rhythm, knowing that you've got to come out, you know, right out of the gate and be ready. What do you think? I mean, first of all, I think some of the matches are interesting from the standpoint of Dominic Team against FAA. Yeah. 
neither player has any confidence at all. And so what's going what's gonna to give there? Team has been playing injury-free for over a year now, and it's still, he, from what I'm told, he's tremendous in practice. But in a match, mm-hmm. it goes away. FAA has looked very shaky in matches as well. So that's an interesting matchup for me. The other one that, that obviously the Berrettini match is, is probably the most popcorn and the most beef Wellington of all the matches, <laughs> of all the matches that we can talk about. But the other one for me is um, Demonar against Raonic, yep. simply because Milos Raonic has at least one match in him. He's got one good match. Yeah. And so Demonar, who's on such a hot streak in his home slam, has beaten three top teners. He's got himself into the top ten. This isn't the guy you want to play. He wants to play him second round. Second yes. round, Raonic will be done. He'll be defaulting. <laughs> he's had enough. He'll be done. First round, he's a tough, <laughs> tough draw. <laughs> hey, you can take the racket right out of your hand with that big serve. As many great first-round matches we have on the men's side, there's even more on the women's side. Take a look at the, uh, what do you want to call these? I mean, Salmon Wellington? I don't yeah. know. Like, it's, it's just caviar everywhere. Naomi Osaka, two-time champ, taking on a top 16 seed. You knew she was going to take on somebody special. It's Caroline Garcia. And then we got Iga Sviantec. Who's the top seed, the world number one, has never won the Australian Open, never been past the semis, taking on a former Aussie Open champion, Sophia Kennan. Rybakina Pliskova. Pliskova's been number one in the world. You got Danielle Collins and, and a former Aussie Open champion, Angelique Kerber. Yeah. Jeez. This is, this is nasty. First round. These are nasty first rounds. Of course, Naomi Osaka is back. She you know, played one of the warm-up events. I want to see how she comes out, you know, at the first mm-hmm. major of the year. You figure she'll need a little more time to work her way into top form. Uh, but, you know, this is a nice opportunity against Garcia, who's going to give her some pace. I think that will play into Osaka's strength. So I'm looking forward to that one um, as well. And, of course, Rabakina Pliskova. Mm. I mean, Pliskova, she's been a little shaky, but she's got so many we- weapons. She had a couple of good wins, I think, in, in one of the lead-up events the first week um, of the year. So I think she could pose some problems as well. So I'm kind of looking forward to those two. And, and Jimmy, how about Iga Sviantek? Only been past the fourth round of Australia once, right? And, and Sophia Kennan, a former major champion. No. Third straight year in Australia, we've had two major champs play in the first round. Somebody in Australia doesn't like Iga Sviantek because it's not just... <laughs> Kennan, she also plays the winner of Kerber and Collins in the second round. Mm. So her section, first and second round, is she's got two Grand Slam champions and a Grand Slam finalist in her in that section. Yeah. So it's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Iga. But, <laughs> you know, she is number one in the world, so she's still the favorite to get through that. But, wow, what a tough draw. Makes for good viewing and a lot for us to talk about. We'll break down the draws even more over the next couple days as we lead up to the Australian Open. But some big names are still in action on the court. Looking to get ready for the year's first major. We go to Adelaide. Sebi Korda, he was one point away from winning this tournament last year. Looking to get back to the final. Jimmy, one step closer against Christopher O'Connell. He played some aggressive tennis like he does. This surface suits him. It's quick in Australia. Serve and volley. Just one break was needed in the first set. Held throughout. One at 6-4. Second set was similar. Three all. And this is his signature shot. Down the line. Absolutely crushes it. Gets himself to serving for the match. Things got a little tricky in this game. 15-30. The great stab save. But it still took quite some time. This is the fifth match point for Korda. He double faulted on, I think, the third one, but finally got it done. A little tight at the end. 
serving it out, but Porta does exactly that and trying to defend those points. Said I'm thrilled. I didn't play bad on any of those match points. Happy to get through. Now 9-1 in his past 10 tour-level quarterfinals. Then we got Tommy Paul hoping for some revenge after losing to Jack Draper in Adelaide last year, Chanda, but the Brit wasn't having any of that. Yeah, Draper, he's got a live arm and that forehand, it was the big weapon against Tommy Paul. He got off to a quick start, the early break, and really never looked back. Tommy Paul, one of the quickest guys out there, but Draper just seemed to have a bead on every shot. He knew where Paul was going to go. He anticipated well, and the first set got through it pretty handily, 6-1. This is a bit of a surprise. Tommy Paul, the number one seed uh, coming into this event, but Draper just had his number, and again, little showing some of the wheels. Paul trying to go to the Draper backhand. That didn't work, and of course, when it's on the line and it's a match point, it's the forehand. And again, it got the job done for Jack Draper. The 24 winners in this match reaches the semifinals for the second straight year. TP missing out on his chance to be the top ranked American man. Lorenzo Musetti was asked what he's hoping for this season. He said, to be a good dad. His girlfriend is expecting this year. Alexander Bublik became a father a couple years ago, Jimmy, and they would battle it out on court. Yeah, this was a little pickleball to start as we first, <laughs> first set to Bublik. But yeah, that's right. They went into the kitchen with a couple of drops. Just in the underhand serve. This is Bublik. And the tweener pass. So this isn't. <laughs> that's wild. This is exhibition tennis Potential for Bublik. He's down, he's down 4-1. He's playing to the crowd. We go to the third set. And this, I believe, is when Bublik started getting hungry. Literally. As he jumps into the crowd and sees know, the did, chip. Did the fan offer him No, the he chip? didn't. Nope. He, he just, just stole took the chip. it. I don't it's know it's if I incredible, like that. actually. It's incredible. <laughs> Eventually, Musetti is serving for the match. And that's when Bublik started to find some fire, not just the exhibition style that he had been playing. He gets the break back and breaks again to win the set for the match. 17 aces, won 53 of 57 points on his first serve. He is in to the semifinals. It's not Kuyung. It's actually Adelaide. It's not the XO. He's going to take on Jack Draper, and then we got Korda and Lehechka there at the bottom. So uh, some good-looking matchups here in the semifinals in Adelaide. We'll have all that action for you tonight right here on Tennis Channel. Sebi Korda said, I, I wish we had more weeks here in Adelaide. He loves playing at this tournament, Chanda. Uh, I asked the folks yesterday about it, but if he can stay healthy, that's a big factor, right? If he can stay healthy all year, what are some realistic goals for Sebi Korda? No, I think he should absolutely feel like he should be solidly inside the top 20, perhaps knocking on the door of top 10 easily if he can stay healthy, if he can continue to play the kind of tennis uh, that we've seen him play. He had a terrific start last year, and it was Adelaide where he had championship points against Djokovic, almost took that title. He brought that form into the Australian Open, and it was the injury for a couple of months. And even with that, he managed to uh, rise in terms of his ranking, finish at a career high uh, at the end of last season. So I think that says a lot for Korda, the fact that he was able to do that, missing a couple of months out of the season. So I think the future is bright if he can stay healthy, and I'm looking forward to seeing some good tennis. You always get to see him, uh, you know, right in front of you at IMG. Uh, what does he look like? What's the offseason been like? Um, he trains very hard physically. Mm -hmm. Spends a little less time on the court maybe than you might think, probably because the wrist is always bothering him. There's always little things that are niggling with him body-wise, so he spends most of his time working on feet, foot drills, that kind of stuff, and his dad's out there feeding him balls and yelling at him a little bit. He hits the ball so cleanly 
that it's going to be difficult for me because I sort of have this feeling there's a bunch of guys that I think should be top 10. Mm. He's one of them, but there's only 10 spots. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> obviously, I'm wrong. I mean, I think Draper, if Draper stays healthy, he's top 20 for sure also. He's in a similar place to me. Yeah, the, the health is, is paramount. Yeah. Uh, health is wealth. If you can stay healthy, a lot of opportunities, especially if you've got skills like Sebi Corda. Meantime, on the women's side, Jesse Bagula looking to head into the AO with a whole lot of confidence. And she's taking on Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, another former major finalist. Jumped out to a lead on the world number five, Shanda. Yeah, Pavlyuchenkova, she's a big hitter. And when she is on, there is very little that... You know, players can do. Pagula, though, went toe to toe early in the second set. Pavlyuchenkova got the break of serve, but Pagula immediately broke back. And I think that relaxed her a little more. She was able to be more aggressive. There, Pavlyuchenkova almost hit herself in the face. That's how irritated she was. But Pagula did not let up. And that second set, even though it was a battle, Pagula able uh, to take it 7 5. And in the third, it was kind of a, a stretch run to the finish, but Pagula just a little more solid using her anticipation there, got the error, and gets through a tough, tough, almost two and a half hours of three-set tennis. Let's hear from Jesse after. That was a really tough match. Um, she was playing incredible tennis, like hitting so hard, taking it so early. I don't really know how I stayed in it, but I managed to just try and, and find my range and um, start moving a little bit, a bit better. It's the first time playing on this court, so I felt like the conditions were a little different. Um, you know, it echoes a lot. I was kind of just thrown off by everything, and she was playing really great tennis. But I don't know, I managed to not get too frustrated after the first and just stay in it, and um, I think played a little bit better there at the end. The echo in the interview. Yeah, you could. Uh, Pagula will take on Daria Kazatkina next. Third meeting. Pagula has won both of the previous two. Top seed Elena Rabakina was upset by Katerina Alexandrova. And Elena Ostapenko just continues to dominate in 2024. She's into the semifinals as well. So all these players, pretty big names advancing far the week before. What, what's your take, Jimmy, and what's your experience in terms of making it deep in a tournament the week before a major? I would prefer, if I had a choice, to lose in the quarters. <laughs> okay. Okay? If the week before. Because you're really – what you're trying to do is, is do a great run at the major, obviously. That's what you're hoping for. And so there's a part of me that – with Rabakina where I'm thinking, she won last week. You don't want to play two straight weeks of matches every day and then two more for okay. the major. So she did it the way – Unfortunate for her, she lost in the quarters, I guess. But I think in some ways it was probably fortunate for her. Okay, so Jimmy wants to lose in the quarters the week before a major. Chanda, what, what's your take? I mean, for me, unfortunately, if I'm playing, I want to win. <laughs> so that was probably why it was better at times not to play the week before a major. And certainly, you know, players do that. And that's why, because they want to peak at the Grand Slam. And it's very tough to play, you know, three or four weeks of top tennis, peak peak level tennis. Uh, so, you know, that's why you want to take that time, maybe play an exhibition or, mm. you know, do different things. I think it does take a toll and I've experienced it. You don't want to get injured the week before either. I've had that happen. You know, I've won a tournament the week before, maybe not did as well um, at the major. So I don't think I would have said I want to lose in the quarters, but if it happens, then you look on the bright side and you say, this allows me a few more days to get ready for the AO. And I think that's how Rabakina would be looking at it. The worst Roland Garros I ever had was I made the finals the week before, flew into Paris, lost first round, and played horribly. So, so that's you would why have changed that in hindsight? I would have lost quarters. Okay. <laughs>
It's all about making the quarters. We're, we're an Elite Eight team right here. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the finals, Jimmy. You got to get that title. That's the problem. I lost in the title. finals, too, so it was a double <laughs> Double whammy. whammy. Mm. But winning a title, you always want to win titles. Absolutely. I, I don't regret doing it and winning a title before, but, yeah, you, you got to manage those types of things. Stack trophies, stack paper. Uh, that's what we want to do here on TC Live. A lot more still to come on the show. Two sleeps away from the year's first major. Top seed Ben Shelton in action, top of the hour. How did he make to the final four? We will show you next. Ben Shelton looking to make his third ATP semifinal. Chanda taking on Roberto Carbias Baena yesterday. Uh, ben said he had a whole lot of fun out there, Jimmy. Uh, yes, he always seems to have a whole lot of fun when he's playing matches. And why not? If you can serve 150 miles an hour, it would be fun for everybody. <laughs> and this first set was interesting to me because it was actually Carbias Baena that had more chances to break. But Shelton kept finding a way to hold. And finally, when he got a chance to break, he did exactly that to close out the first set. Second set, a little bit similar. Still another deuce ad game that he has to endure on his own serve. But eventually, when he has a look at a break chance, Shelton uses the other huge weapon that he had, his forehand, and getting to the net. So serving for the match, he ended in style. That was a 150 mile an hour serve on the last point, 240K. To finish. Only he 150, hit, huh? 149 <laughs> points something, by the way. I have to look it up. Is that off of our list, though? We need to yeah. update our, we need to go higher. our serve speed list. Yes. Yeah, it's too low. Ben's changed the game. <laughs> he has changed the yeah. game. Yeah. We need our uh, kilometers per hour to go higher. Taro Daniel up next for the top seed. Arthur Feast there at the bottom. Coming off a nice run at the next gen finals. So looking forward to these matches. And of course, Ben Shelton, Taro Daniel. That's top of the hour right here on Tennis Channel. By the way, Ben Shelton gets Roberto Bautista Agut in the first round in Melbourne. Well, he's a rock star, a father, a chef, an astronaut, and much more. We'll show you all the sides of Yannick Sinner. Even tennis next. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda, Jimmy, Steve back on TC Live. Looking lovely in Auckland right now. Top of the hour, Ben Shelton, Taro Daniel. Ben Shelton and Daniel, they, they played two times last year. Had a five-set thriller at Wimbledon. It's Benny Schultz that came through victorious both times. Third meeting coming up shortly for a spot in the final. To Hobart we go. Tasmania, Emma Navarro trying to make the semifinals for the second straight week. Needed a comeback in this one, Shanna. Yeah, Victoria Tomova played some inspired tennis, moving Navarro around the court, hitting big when she needed to, but Navarro very quickly able to turn the tables after losing the first set. Remember, Tomova, she was a lucky loser, so had a second shot in the tournament and has had a terrific run, but Navarro was undaunted. Her forehand was impressive, and there, getting the second set with that shot, 
it was her big weapon. She was able to move it around the court, really keep Tomova off balance, and even off the backhand side, did a beautiful job of hitting into big areas, big lanes, and in the end, made it pretty straightforward, the second and third set. Navarro going to be the 27th seed at the AO, faces Wang Ziyu in the first round, but moves on to the semifinals here in Hobart, looking for a title on her way to Melbourne. Elisa Mertens, the two-time winner here at Hobart, will take on Daria Saville in the other semifinal. Some exos going on in Kuyung, and we get some big names like Andy Murray and Dominic Team, Jimmy. A couple of major champions playing each other, but looking for some confidence. Uh, Murray looking for his first win of the year. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you play an exhibition, but you haven't been winning many matches. It doesn't feel like an exhibition any longer. You want to get a win. And for Andy Murray, first set, fairly straightforward, attacking well in the second set on that. Backhand return, he should use that more often. To me, with the hip issues and the way he doesn't move quite as well as he used to, he needs to learn to take some risk. He's won so many matches playing defensively. I'm not sure he can get that done any longer, but he got it done in the exhibition against Dominic Team. 6-4, 6-2, the final for Andy Murray. Then we had Yannick Sinner taking on Kasparou. Two more big names going head-to-head, Chanda. Yeah, and this was an interesting matchup. You got Sinner, who is so aggressive, inside the court, taking balls out of the air. That's been an added part of his game, and he's doing it so much more confidently. There wasn't a lot of places for Rude to go into. Center again with the outright winner. He would get a big lead in that first set and, and take it pretty handily there. We know how big the center forehand is. The serve is a weapon, and he was using all of it to control play. In the end, for Rude, he was trying to hit a little higher. He was trying to get, you know, a little more time, but Sinner just didn't allow it. And again, the forehand was such a huge shot, and that's the one you expect Sinner to be looking for at the Australian Open. Gets through this one nicely. Yeah, 6-2, 6-3. Once again, an exhibition. So what does that mean? There's people watching. It counts, Steve. Okay. Yeah. There's, There's people, people watching. watching. So when you're at the rec, the rec park and people are watching it, it, it that counts. <laughs> That's pressure. That's pressure. How, speaking of Yannick Sinner, he gets the win in the EXO. He's got this new commercial that came out a couple days ago for a telecommunications company showing him as an astronaut, a, a, a dad, a, a rock star. Jimmy, what do we think of this? I think he's not a great actor, so they took his face and put it on a whole bunch of different <laughs> things because I don't see him saying any lines. Mm. But, you know, he's a pretty good tennis player, so I understand why they're using him to... Uh, to push something. It's the drama in his look. I like Jimmy. him as a baby. He's got the look. He changes he's, his look for each role. That's where the true art form okay. is. Okay, that's well done. Look at that different look. Mount Sinner. I mean, <laughs> three Michelin stars for Yannick. This is the guy, he's really taken over in terms of endorsements and sponsorships. He's Mr. Gucci. And now, and now he's got this ad. Look, I mean, you got to get on board. He's, he's going to be big. It's too good. I like, like I said, I like him as a baby. I think he'll win the title if he plays the baby in this, in this Australian Open. The one thing they don't have him there is as a major champion. That's what's missing in the Dionic Center repertoire. So we'll see. Maybe in a couple weeks, you can add that big trophy to this commercial, and he'll add a lot more, uh, a lot more money to the bank account as well. That's for sure. TC Live comes your way 7:30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, leading up to a whole bunch of finals. We're handing out trophies before the Australian Open. Auckland, Hobart, and a couple in Adelaide. You don't want to miss them. We'll be back with our hot shot of the day after this.
Moments away from walkouts in Auckland. Ben, Shelton, Taro, Daniel for a spot in tomorrow's championship. Looking forward to that one. Monica Puig on the call with Nolsey. That's coming up momentarily. And now we are just two sleeps away from the year's first major TC Live. Your only two-hour pregame show every day, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, leading up to first ball in Melbourne. I will be joined by a trio of Hall of Famers, Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, Jim Courier, plus John Wertheim. John Isner will make his TC Live debut next week. Prakash Amitraj as well, joining at the end of the tournament. All kinds of guests, highlights, predictions, fun. Join us beginning on Saturday. Qualifying for the Australian Open, some results from overnight. And a few Americans punching their tickets to the final round of qualies. Alexander Kovacevic coming through in straight sets. Emilio Nava as well. And how about Haley Baptiste, another big win. She hasn't dropped a set yet, Chanda. Yeah, terrific to see Baptiste. She's such a talented player. Love watching her, her work her way up the ranks. So hopefully this will be springboard. Love to see her make it. She has all the talent in the world. I think she will. She just has injury issues all the time. Emilio Nava, nice to see him as well making the last round. He's got some potential. Young Nava on the gram, four and three over Bellucci. Let's take a look at our hot shot of the day. We may have seen it earlier. This was something special from Alexander Bublik. Yeah, the underhand serve, of course, and then the tweener pass, of course. So cash. It's actually very well disguised. I gotta say, you're not gonna read that shot very often. I, mean, no, I wonder if Lucetti even thought he was hitting it because he kind of ran to it. He just stood there and then whoop, leg open. Yeah. <laughs> was that the plan? Like you know, serve plus one. We're gonna <laughs> that was a good serve plus one. You don't normally see it laid out that way. You know, normally you go real hard yeah. and then the forehand. This yeah. time you go under underarm. And tweener. then tweener. Yeah. Uh, sir, plus you run one. up to the ball and lift your leg for the tweener. <laughs> Include all of it, Steve. Yeah. It's the puppy plus one, we'll call that. Uh, here are our matches today. Ben Shelton, Taro Daniel coming up momentarily. Big foe in action, exhibition styles in Kuyong against Milos Raonic. Sebi Korda against Yuri Lehechka. Ostapenko, Alexandrova, looking forward to that one. And Emma Navarro looking to make the final in Hobart. Let's talk about some of these including Big Foe and Milos Raonic. So, Jimmy, you said you don't want to face Raonic first round in Australia. That's Alex Demonor gets him there. In the EXO, if you're Francis Tiafoe, what do you want to get out of this match heading into Melbourne? You go up to Demonor and you say, if you pay me a couple grand, <laughs> I'll keep him out here long enough to okay. ruin him for the first round. But I think for Francis, he's just going to do France. He's going to have fun. He has fun when he plays in a regular tournament. So in an exhibition multiplied by... Him. So it's going to be a fun match for him. And for Raonic, he should, should try to get feel and not overextend himself. Yeah. He needs to save himself for three out of five sets against Demon R. Yeah, go through your paces. I mean, that's the point of playing um, this kind of event. There is pressure, there's tension, so you get that uh, benefit. But you don't want to necessarily overdo it, but work on all the different components of your game and you know, try to set these patterns up. Maybe not the bublik type of pattern there, <laughs> Serve plus one, but Roundage, his serve plus one. Roundage you know, probably wouldn't be probably wouldn't be the guy if you're trying to get some feel and mm. some rhythm. That's not the match you would pick if you were Francis. So I'd go to the tournament and say, hey, next time, you know, give me Andy Murray. <laughs> Let me work on my game a little. Give, give, give me somebody else. It's, 
it's all for fun. Uh, Emma Navarro's got a big opportunity against Yuan Ye, uh, who's had a great week, by the way. Well, what's impressed you most about what Navarro has done these, these last couple weeks, in fact? I, I think for me, it is how solid she is becoming as a player. And it just seems she has this deep level of belief. She never gets too flustered in matches. Even um, this last match in the quarterfinals against Tomova, being able to turn it around after losing the first set the way she did, she looks incredibly fit. So she has clearly done the work in the offseason. And you love when that kind of work pays off and you know it's validated. And so I think for Navarro, this is another terrific opportunity against a player where she'll have to move the ball try to open up the court because Yuan hits huge when she is set and when the ball's right there. So I think this will be another uh, good opportunity for Navarro to work on that aspect of her game. I love the way she served out the second set. I know it doesn't, she lost the first set, 5-3 in the second set, and Tomova was playing a fantastic break game. And she just stayed so calm, as you said. That's showing the confidence. It is interesting that she's gotten in amazing shape in the offseason, and it's immediately paid off. Sometimes you almost feel more pressure. I've worked so hard, it better work. And it did for her. Well, had, had the game, now super fit. I mean, she, uh, big things happen. 27 seed Absolutely. at a major. No, Love to see incredible. that for Emma Navarro. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Pagula got a tough one against Daria Kazakina. Always a tricky player to play against. You used to coach Jesse. What, what's the game plan today? Well, what's interesting is the contrast between Pavlichenko, who yeah. she played, and now someone with no power and different variety and giving you no real look. Pagula used to love pace. That's what she actually liked. She liked to redirect pace. This kind of match she used to not like, mm. but she's gotten so good, Pagula, that she's handled her already a couple times. She'll probably handle her again. Yeah, and I think the fact that uh, Pagula got through such a tight struggle against Pavlyuchenkova, you know, that hardens you a little bit. Under pressure, you come up with the goods. I think that should help her against Kazakina to not panic. How much will it affect Kazakina, the fact that she got the walkover? She didn't even have to play a match in her last round, so I don't necessarily think that's great uh, for her going up against Pagula. So I think Pagula's got to be feeling pretty good. She'll have some good looks, some chances, you know, to, to control and dictate. Um, just not let Kazakina jerk her around. That's going to be, I think, the, the key. She won't. Ch chances to work on your on your return, right? You got a lot of opportunities to That's work true. on on the return in that match. Uh, ben Shelton coming up against Taro Daniel. Uh, what do you think of this matchup that obviously Taro said, uh, I, I want Ben. So that, that's a good sign for him. Well, as you noted, they played very tight matches yeah. when they played last year. So he knows he has a chance, Taro Daniel. The one thing he does well is his ball dips. So he knows when Shelton's coming in, he's going to be able to put that ball down at his feet. And that's what probably, he returns well, Daniel, too. But I don't know how you return 150 mile an hour serve that's hitting the corner. So he might not be quite ready for that, but we will see in a minute. It's all upside, though, for Daniel. And how he got through his quarterfinal match, he was up, then he was down, then he got back up. I mean, you, know, you feel like you're playing a little bit. Do you with think that helps or not? Because I think he, he, he got was, a little he tired. Up, but he was but, also up so big. Does that leave a scar that you were up to set for love and find a way to lose the set? It does if you lose the match. Okay, winning yeah. the match, scar's gone. I think it's gone. Gotcha. What scar? <laughs> no scars. <laughs> ben Shelton looking to be the first top seed to make the final at this event in a decade. We'll see if he gets it done for Chanda and Jimmy. I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us today on TC Live. It's been fun. We send you off to Mark Knowles and Monica Puig for the call of Ben Shelton, Taro Daniel. It's a full night of tennis. Pagula in action later tonight. So many big matches. Just keep it locked on Tennis Channel.